0: you're listening to the tripod network what's on
1: hi this is len
0: and this is nora and we're from jawbone radio
1: and you're listening to one of the funniest most real
0: shows out there this is me and the bean with chad and amanda or the bean and i if you want to be more precise hey guys it's me and just wanted to let you know that This week with the Tripod Network, we're all doing something different across the network. And it's for May Sweeps Week. And we're basically switching around all our hosts. So you can find The Bean on an upcoming episode of Hometown Tales. And this week we got Brian with me doing the Me and the Bean show. I have to warn you though, a couple of F-bombs were dropped. It was nothing gratuitous. It was actually in reference to what his little girl said surprisingly one day. So it's about in the 12-minute mark in that range, so just be aware of that if you're listening at work or with your children. So I'm releasing this show on Friday, and we're going to release a regular Me and the Bean show on our usual day on Sunday, and that's going to be the one that Barely has so graciously been willing to share with you guys. So I hope you enjoy the show, and we'll see you in a couple days. (music) Just me
2: and the bean, just me and the bean, just me and the bean,
0: just me and the bean. Hello and welcome to Me and the Bean. I'm me.
3: And I'm the Brian. What? doesn't sound quite right, does it?
0: No bean. This is a special show. Brian is with Hometown Tales and he's part of the network we're with, the Tripod Network. And this week... We are switching hosts on shows, so welcome to Me and the Bean, Brian.
3: Well, thank you very much, and this is show number 40, or you might want to put a big asterisk next to this one, because <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely sounded different already, I'm sure, for all your listeners.
0: Well, I mean, let's just give people a little synopsis of your show and where they can find it at. Uh,
3: you can find it at hometowntales.com, and it is Tales of Hometowns, Mount Airy, Morristown, New Jersey, where I'm at, every town in the world has something unique gene fitzpatrick and i two times a week do a podcast on what those unique tales are from every town
0: now you also talk a lot about the the food podcast i mean not the food but the like the famous plates of different towns and stuff like that
3: yeah and you uh you guys got your what the pork roll uh, the the uh, the pork chop sandwich
0: pork chop sandwich from snappy lunch
3: snappy lunch that's right
0: but how you guys talk about it man when i first was going to meet you guys in North
3: Carolina. I thought you'd be at least 400 pounds. You know, it really we do eat tremendous amounts. It's amazing that we're not really really heavy. <laughs> I, I've never seen anybody eat faster than Gene, and I don't know how he keeps it off because he's a rail. I just I, I kickbox for a hobby, so I think that's where it all goes.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you because you never know. I mean, us podcasters, we lie a lot, maybe sometimes about personas. Some do and some don't. <laughs> So I never know who to believe, and, and I remember you mentioned on some of your shows about, now, was you just really into UFC, or was you formerly in the UFC, like a lower division or something?
3: I actually uh, started the extreme fighting long, long ago, when it was still, you had to wear the gi, you know, the pajamas. I don't remember that. It was like number, I got into fighting when UFC number two and three were popular, and now we're up to, it's going to be number 60 in a couple of weeks. So I started it. Long, long ago in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at this tiny little place that nobody had ever heard of, Jackson's Gaidu Jitsu. And as soon as I left, they became like one of the better fighting schools in the nation. Now they have six or seven guys who are actually in the pay-per-view version of the UFC. So I, for me, it was just a hobby. I wasn't, I wasn't going to get into the, the octagon, as it's called. I wasn't nearly going to attempt to get my butt kicked like that. <laughs> well, I remember when I was young and I took martial arts. I can't even
0: remember what I took now right? No, it was a form of jujitsu and karate, but it was a ishinryu, ishinryu karate.
3: Oh, yeah. 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 And I have no idea what that is. I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I trained and did all the classes and everything and moved up to yellow belt. And I was getting into my first, not, not competition. I never went that far because especially when I was a kid, I mean. I do it now, but especially as a kid, I'm just everywhere. I was into this this week and into that the next week. But I got into my first like fight in the class, and within two minutes, he busted my nose. So <laughs> I didn't like it Actually, so much after that.
3: That's how uh that's how I had to quit. I had just gotten engaged, and I went to uh, jiu-jitsu, and we were doing something where you're, you know, you're practicing shooting in on somebody's knees. Anyway, I wasn't protecting my face. I got my nose broken, and it was broken like three inches to the right side of my face, it was part of my cheek. It was a really, really bad break, and I got a ride from somebody to the emergency room. And it was on St. Patrick's Day, which a bit of advice on St. Patty's Day: don't get a broken nose, <laughs> whether it's in a bar fight or in your jujitsu class, because nobody in the emergency room had any any kind of uh, compassion for me. Because a broken nose on St. Patty's Day means you'd been in a fight. You're yeah, a drunk yeah, yeah. guy, and you're in a fight. And I'd been trying to tell people, I. Well, you know, I was talking like this because I couldn't breathe through my nose. I was trying to get some sympathy, but people just, they had me sit in the waiting room for hours. And my, at the time, fiancé came and got me and watched me get my nose put back into shape. And uh that's when I had to stop uh, the ultimate fighting stuff. Now, you and
0: her uh, adopted a little girl from China, correct?
3: Yeah, about, it's been two years, a little over two years now. Was, Not uh, her, that's as
0: fun as pulling needles from your fingernails.
3: Uh That was, you know what, they... They tell you early on when we signed the papers. They said it's going to be eighteen months, and forget it. Uh, you signed the paper. You could be excited today. Forget everything about the adoption because it's going to be eighteen months, and you'll drive yourself crazy if you think about it. So we took their advice and we didn't think about it until eighteen months go by. Get a phone call and they said, "Can you be in China the day after tomorrow?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we get on a plane to China and we're we're at LAX. And we're in line for China Southern Airways. And one of the uh, flight attendants or one of the people who just worked for the flight kept coming by and said, you know, this plane's going to China, right? Because we're the only, you know, Caucasian people in line. And we said, yeah, yeah, China. And he would come back. You guys, you know this is a plane for China. And we said, yes, yes, we're going to China. It's okay. And we got there. They don't let we got white people into China. No, no, they don't. <laughs> um, and the ones that they do get stared at all day long. <laughs> and they'll look at you and they go, okay, hello. And they'll put a thumbs up and they'll walk along we got a lot of that okay hello and that's basically all the english they know so we got to china it was a 24-hour flight with all the connections and such we got to china at about 6 a.m and by three in the afternoon we were at civil affairs where they handed us you know pop instant family and we had never thought about we never took a class on how to change a diaper i didn't know any of this stuff to do i was petrified and she cried for for hours and hours, cause I, I was probably the first guy she'd ever seen. And I had a little soul patch at the time. I was trying to be hip, so I had a little soul patch. She grabbed it and started just howling in fright. Oh. And total disgust. And that was, uh, my first few minutes of fatherhood. It's gotten, a, it's gotten a little easier. But now, what about you, go ahead, you got, sorry. You got Max coming, like any day, right?
0: Three weeks. You hope? She hopes, yes. <laughs> well, I hope too, cause like we've said in past podcasts, she is, fit to be tied right now if you understand that expression she just she's done she's done and done with us and done with me and done with evan and she's just done with everything
3: (laughs) now i have one you have one presently and it can be a challenge at times it's fun it's a challenge with max do you think it's going to be twice as hard or is it going to be like 40 times as hard having the second
0: one all the other parents tell me it's going to be 40 times they say having two is like
3: having four so oh i can't imagine i'm sticking with one <laughs> and that, but with, with the adoption we got maggots ten and a half months so i got to miss all of the what do you want to call it, the disgusting parts where they're like a little wrinkled like yeah yeah winston yeah. churchill looking thing <laughs> like when that old rusty bit of belly button finally pops off what do you do with it
0: i don't i can't remember i'm like the worst to ask i'm pretty sure we threw it away Look, just
3: throw it in the trash?
0: Yeah, it looked nasty for the longest time, and you'd have to medicine it every day. Oh, no. And then as it was just hanging by just a little thread of skin,
3: you oh, just... you want to like, take it off like a loose tooth?
0: Oh, of course. I'm the worst kind of guy, like pulling scabs and stuff like that. Oh, no, me too. The bean has to stop me every time Evan gets a boo-boo because I'm like,
3: come here, How Evan, let me see you. Oh, that's part of childhood. They have to pick their own scabs. The fathers can't. Nah, he's not into it now. No, he will be. He's expecting Max
0: to come out of the box ready to play, so he's going to be disappointed. Oh, oh that's too bad. I think have, you guys to... had a,
3: have you guys had a talk, like how to how to treat your little brother? In vague terms,
0: yes. <laughs> in vague terms. <laughs> I guess in the next coming weeks we'll have to do that a little
3: bit more. I think he'll get a clue. Like, the baby's definitely not for playing when he first arrives.
0: Oh, well, we told him he's just going to cry and sleep all the time, and he just goes, why? And he just, that, he just keeps it's asking it's, why.
3: That's what babies do. <laughs> Now, with a second child, do you think Max will be talking sooner? Will he be singing the, uh, the Chicken in the Butt song, <laughs> like, sooner than Evan would?
0: I don't know, because, see, I was much earlier than my brother. They said, no, that was walking, because I still don't believe it, and it still seems insane, but I was walking, like, supposedly at seven or eight months. Really? Yeah, because my back then, my dad smoked, but he stopped, I guess when i was two or something like that because he didn't want to smoke around us and so he he you know the very top of the cigarette the little shiny uh aluminum yeah, the, foil some what reason kind of
3: cigarettes what did he smoke oh the are box talking about a, okay, the okay, pack. Okay. sorry okay
0: pack. Yeah, yeah, okay <laughs> i was uh, just um, enamored by that and so he would throw it up on the couch and i would crawl over to it and you know for the first bit i couldn't get up to it but then i slowly climbed and that's how I learned to walk, chasing a cigarette pack.
3: Oh, that's, that's so generation X.
0: That's so <laughs> southern redneck, but we're not,
3: but that
0: is, I mean. How'd well, you learn how to walk? Well, I was throwing a cigarette pack.
3: <laughs> and I'd go chase it up the couch. Yeah. But, just, but I just think our generation's like that because from, from birth to like 17, I thought breakfast was a cup of coffee and a cigarette because that's all my parents had. <laughs> entire childhood. <laughs> and i was always enamored with the very very last sip of my mom's coffee because that was the real sugary part so i would always uh i always take that last sip so it wasn't you know didn't teach me how to walk or anything but i just remember being addicted to their addictions at a very early age
0: now with your daughter i mean once she gets older it's inevitable that she's going to start at- asking questions have you guys talked about that at all about <laughs> what you're going to say or
3: Oh no she already knows,
0: oh she does,
3: we, yeah yeah we we introduce her to people and she goes, I'm Chinese
0: no no, I mean uh, what well, oh, that she's
3: that she's adopted yeah oh I think I well I don't know what kind of talk we're gonna have I think it's gonna be pretty pretty inevitable I mean, she knows that she's from someplace different and far away, and her mom's got red curly curly hair and her dad's got you know a shaved head, so she knows already that there's something not quite normal about this family (laughs) well how old is she now though three in a couple months well she
0: i don't know she might she might not totally understand it because you guys i mean at 10 months you're really all she knows
3: oh yeah yeah she's uh i mean we're her mommy and daddy no no question it's just a matter of how much will she glean just from hanging out with us and what do we actually have to explain to her You know what? We Again, we didn't really think about it when we were waiting to adopt. And uh, since we've had it, we haven't really thought about it. We just kind of uh, go day to day without really thinking about being parents or, like, how to be parents. I don't think – I guess we've done a great job so far, but we haven't read any manual.
0: Oh, they they keep putting out manuals, but if, they, if they, they worked, it would vaccine. just be one, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, really. But when you said questions, I thought questions like what Evan said to Amanda the other day.
0: Oh, has she started questioning her her body parts yet? Um, Mommy, do you have a
3: penis? (laughs) Are you putting an explicit tag next to this one, by chance? Um, I don't know. Are we getting ready to get explicit? (laughs) I was thinking. Because Maggie did finally ask a question that just absolutely blew us away. It was one of those things. Well, it's one of those things where you're not supposed to laugh because that will just encourage it happening over again. But we couldn't help ourselves. It was was really cold last week. And I was outside. I guess, "Ah, who knows? I was taking out the trash, whatnot. And... I came in, my hands were really cold, and I tried to put them up the back of my wife's sweatshirt, you know, because mm-hmm. her back was warm and I just wanted to bug her. And so my wife Debbie's trying to get my hands away, and I'm trying to get them up, and we're playing and laughing. And Maggie, crystal clear, said, could you guys quit fucking around? <laughs> <laughs> and we looked at each other. <laughs> and we both gave each other that instantaneous look, like, I won't laugh if you won't laugh. And we tried not to, and then she said it again. Could you guys quit fucking around? And perfect <laughs> perfect clarity and so i i died i absolutely cracked up i would too i couldn't help it and my wife's pissed off because that is that's like one of my vintage lines i don't ever remember saying it to maggie or in maggie's presence but that was 100 percent me
0: they're sponges man i mean they just pick up anything
3: yeah so we're uh we're hoping she hasn't launched that one at school
0: it's like also people like you were talking about in china when they come up to you and say what was it H. Okay, hello. Okay, hello. My roommate in college was from Greece, and his name was Konstantinos Lalos, and we called him Dean. And the first time he came over to America, he went to a used car salesman with his brother. So the used car salesman used lines like, for sure, man, you can trust me. Hey, buddy. And so he would use those all the time because that was the first words he had learned. And it came off to other people like the hell's wrong with you like balky or something <laughs> but it's the same thing i mean you just when you don't know the language or you just soak it up like a sponge anything that you can hear
3: yeah and well we've been talking to her nonstop. she's uh she talks quite a lot and then at, at Kitty academy at her at her daycare all of the teachers all of the the girls whatever you want to call them are mostly guatemalan <laughs> So her Spanish is better than mine, and I actually grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and she can waste me on like numbers and colors. That's how good she's getting at it, Spanish.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I don't know, like when to, cause I want Evan to, to know Spanish. Like when do you start teaching him?
3: We didn't even know what was happening. She just started saying all these words in Spanish at like, you know, whenever she started talking, Yeah. Um, just because, you know, a good portion of her day is with these Guatemalans. She's still at school, so she'll be saying Spanish for at least another two years while she's there. And then, you know, English, the fact that she lives in America. And then we're putting her in Chinese Mandarin class in September. Damn. Damn.
0: Yeah. So I it's heard, just I heard Mandarin is like the hardest language to learn almost.
3: Bing, bing, Coca Cola. Uh, I used was, to have uh, to
0: edit that stuff 24 hours a day.
3: Oh, my God. You must go crazy. How? How?
0: Well, basically, um, we're well, not 24 hours a day, but...
3: Uh, I'm prone to hyperbole as well. <laughs> so I know what you're saying.
0: I worked at a place in Atlanta, and we basically handled all the voice prompts. We were the, one of the biggest companies doing it. So anytime you call Sprint or Wachovia or anybody like that, and you go through their voice menu, we created it probably. So... Oh. Everybody can blame us. So I had to do it for all the countries. We had to do it for f- France, Italy, German, Japanese, <laughs> Chinese, Mandarin, this kind, this kind. And it was weird because you would you would start off with press one, press two. And so after going through those simple little things, it was amazing that they would read a sentence and I would say they read this word wrong. Oh, that's crazy. Because you would just, you, hours and hours of doing it, you knew this... and. She could have read one of the other words wrong, and I wouldn't have noticed it, but she read, like, press wrong, or, or she said it a different way. You just and got used to it. Yeah, it was amazing, and I didn't know what the heck she was saying, but... but you knew
3: said, that's really cool. I knew she said something wrong. that
0: she didn't... Oh, and one time, I think you've met me, and you probably gleaned this, and probably from the show, I'm sort of spaz uh-huh. and in the American sense, not the English yes. sense, because no, it's no. supposedly bad over there, and... That's
3: right, you can't say spaz now.
0: I just... I'm all over the place and doing everything, and we had the front office and all the front offices, and the back was where they all the engineers were. Uh-huh. And so I thought my boss or another one of the engineers was coming to back room, and so I jump and I like karate kick and go, yeah! And it was our Mandarin Chinese little woman, <laughs> five foot tall talent, <laughs> and she screamed. What did she do? <laughs> but luckily. I mean, this is a woman, these people get paid like a 100 and some bucks, 200 bucks an hour just for their voice. Yeah. But she was awesome about it, and she laughed, and they picked on me for months after that. But That's that, that was funny. one of the most embarrassing times of my life.
3: I wonder if she was the voiceover talent when uh, I was doing, when I was learning Chinese before the adoption on CD-ROM. I put it in, and during during work, if you walked by my office, you'd hear me saying, "Bingbing bing, Coca-Cola, or, you know, yuma." <laughs> And so I was teaching myself Mandarin as well as I could. And the the software was amazing. You could talk into the microphone of your Mac, and there was a, a scale that showed you how good your accent was. So the oh, trick man. was that's cool. just make the vowels really long and sound really mad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, do you speak English? Which but I you used. sound like you're saying, get the hell off my property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the things that I was doing, a really good accent. So I spent a year just by myself teaching myself Mandarin. And then we go to China and Maggie's Cantonese. And so all the people in the city we're in all speak only Cantonese. So my Mandarin class of my just you know, teach myself, absolutely worthless. <laughs> so I was, we were at a restaurant. I'm ordering stuff. My wife is so impressed because I'm saying everything in Chinese. The two girls walk away from the table. They look at each other and they just shrugged because they have no idea what I just said. Oh. Uh, luckily, luckily I was pointing at the picture on the menu, but so yeah, we were there for two weeks and we got, we got around fine. We, we had an so we really didn't have to speak. But once in a while, i try to say thank you or, you know, something like that and impress the locals.
0: Now, when you travel to a different country, do you get that? I'm super conscious, for some reason, being American.
3: Oh, yeah. I, was I just I
0: think aware. everybody's going to hate us, so I try to do – I try to be nice. And, and when we went to Paris, I, I, I know – french roughly so i can carry on a conversation with somebody and ask them where to go and this and that so they were real nice to me because they knew i was trying but we were in this italian restaurant that was run by italian people and it seemed like the two couples that were in there were traveling on holiday from italy or something because they spoke italian and the owners and everybody spoke italian so i was like damn this french is doing nothing for me here
3: (laughs) but um the bean of course oh go ahead oh no i'm always hyper aware of not being the ugly American as the the tag is yeah I mean I'll, I'll just try to I'll just try to smile and try really hard to say something but one of my best friends who hopefully won't be listening to this <laughs> he he did one of those tours of Europe I had a euro rail pass and spent a month or a month and a half in Europe and he came back really disappointed saying you know everybody was so mean and well is it maybe because he had the University of Colorado t-shirt on and the really loud jams shorts and you're like overly boisterous and overly loud. And he probably had his uh, you know, radio with, who knows, Def Leppard or Danzig, Full Blast. He's like, oh, yeah, maybe that was the reason. So I try to be really deferential to people's cultures. So far, it's worked. Well, yeah, I was
0: listening to Keith and the Girl. And Hem- I can't even say her name right, but Hemda is in France right now. And all their shows are about how mean the French are. And But she talks about how she doesn't know a word of French, she yeah, doesn't there you even go. she doesn't even try, and I like their are showing everything, but I was like I took just a little bit of effort, and I had a vastly different experience. All the people were super nice to us and I mean helped us out and all, everything. It was great. It was just like being in America it's just I couldn't understand most of what they were saying,
3: yeah well, you know uh, me and Jean just went to uh London a couple of weeks ago we were yeah. both in we are both in England, just by happenstance. I got on the plane, I got on Virgin Atlantic I was flying over for the first time. And I really thought, you know, I'll be fine because it's we speak the same language. I sit down, talking to a guy next to me who is from England, can't understand a word he is saying. (laughs) Really, really high voice, and he talked really, really fast, thick accent. I had no idea what he was saying, so I'm just trying to have conversation. The little runt nine-year-old in the seat in front of me turns around looks at me, and in a fake New Jersey accent goes, hey, how you doing? (laughs) That was my entire flight, seven and a half hours of that. Hey, how you doing? As if I, you know, really sound like that. But maybe some of your listeners will think I have a really thick Jersey accent.
0: I do, you guys don't sound like to me that you have a. a but I see, I'm, I'm really bad at telling accents, especially when it's American, unless it's just a stereotype. Yeah. I think everybody sounds the same. Yeah, you Unless guys don't. you're like real New York or real Southern or Minnesotan. Oh, yeah. Well, just kidding, Z and Z.
3: Oh, yeah. But I can't there's always one word you guys use in your podcast, or actually in this podcast I should say, that makes me think, Oh, they're they're from the south. Maybe when you say North Carolina. I think you I think you say Carolina differently. Carolina? Yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. I think your A's and my A's are a little different
0: anyway. Oh well what I was saying, we were in that Italian restaurant and you know, nobody spoke French. And the Bean's a, a, a big wine drinker, and she was, you know, sampling some wines and stuff. And my wine glass was sitting there upturned, um, upside down, and I was drinking yeah. a Coke or whatever. And, um, I did something and accidentally knocked the glass over, and it just shattered everywhere. Everybody just looked at me. And I was, I felt so bad, and I was just trying to, I was looking in the dictionary trying to find, I'm sorry, <laughs> please forgive me, or something <laughs> like that. And I kept repeating this thing over and over, and they, they would just shook their head. But I found out later, and I can't remember what it was, but I was saying the totally wrong thing. I was basically saying something like, I'm an idiot, or <laughs> something like that. And I bet they were like, yeah. <laughs> well,
3: uh, downstairs, G we, and I work at the same office building, and downstairs is a little cafeteria. And I'm always asking for something, um, to go. And I thought it was, I can't remember, but for like three years now, I've been asking it, um, for tomorrow, or for yesterday. Instead of to-go, I've been saying, can I have it for yesterday? <laughs> so even stuff that you think you automatically know, I haven't been getting right.
0: Well, Brian, I appreciate you coming on. That's going to wrap it up. We're getting to the end of our little block that we do.
3: Wow, that was quick.
0: I know. That's how that it goes for time. us. The Bean's always like, that's
3: much too quick. But That's much too quick. No, but you guys have the right idea. Nice and short. Have them wanting more.
0: In and out. But remember that you can reach us on the web at... Uh, that would be me and the
3: Bean at podcastrant.com.
0: Oh, he's and, doing a bean thing, people. He's doing a bean he thing. And you can reach us via
3: voicemail at 336
0: But our web address is meandthebean.com. And so until next time, see ya.
3: Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
2: Voicemails and promos coming up, coming up, coming up. Voice, voice mails and promos should be a part of this.
0: Voice mails and promos, the feelings when I do this. <laughs> ass. What? Hey
4: guys, this is Kelly. from, um, Yeah, nobody's But I'm calling because uh, I was listening. I finally have to listen to, well, not the latest one because I just looked and it's up. But um number 38, where you had a. Uh, about the dreams and Jason like woke up mad at me the other day because he dreamt that Bib called and was like, Yeah, Kelly and I are gonna do a show together and here here's this other podcast. It's about mining. So yeah, later. So then uh we sort of ditched him and he was like, I'm so mad at you
1: <laughs> But
4: I totally woke up mad at Jason and you he makes like, up more mad at me though. So, but yeah, we have that problem going on every once in a while. But I have to agree with: do not go to bed angry. Can't do it. Well, I can't sleep. I'll just be like, you still mad at me? Or I'll keep like poking around. Yeah. Hey guys, here. So love the show. All right. Um, Hi, to Evan. Hi. Hi Evan. Hi Evan. Evan, boy.
1: Okay. Peace out, guys. Hello. Chad. It is Squid from Fat Hobo Show. Uh, I was just listening to your latest podcast and had to stop it in the middle. Dude, World of Warcraft, being you're done. You're never, ever, 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 ever going to see this man ever again in a normal state. That is plain evil. But to answer a couple questions that you had, um, since I haven't done a show yet, I thought I'd, I'd let you know since it's been six days. One, I don't know when the expo is or where. I'm confused and lost. And chat. No new information about my neighbor. I don't, she's weird, and she's been yelled at and singing, and so it's uh it's been awesome. Um, and I just got back from the uh, Calabasas, L.A. You know where Nick and Jessica lived. Um, my cousin lives pretty close to where I stayed when I went down there this weekend, and um, I haven't seen her since her mom died about a decade ago. And I didn't see her this weekend, mind you. She's spoiled, and she does not have a job. Oh, she does, but that's with her sister. It's not really a job, since I'm calling you from a job where I work with my dad. It's not really a job. And uh, being information for you to make you jealous. When I was born, I was eight weeks premature, and I was four pounds and 19 inches. So, uh, yeah, you could have had that. Or, you know, what was it, Evan? Twelve? Ten? Bowling ball? Ow. I can't only imagine. So give you a little bit of information, Chad, and uh, talk to you later, and I guess I'll finish the podcast now that the world is coming to an end, now that World of Warcraft has been entered into the family. Alright, see you later, bye.
0: Yes, Squid, World of Warcraft is evil evil in a good way if that can if that can even be possible but evil nonetheless well this week's Jonathan Colton song we're going to play is one that swept the internet as far as tech sites and people who program for a living, but it's really appropriate for anybody that has a 9-to-5 job. It's hilarious for those of you in that situation like myself. So this week, we have Code Monkey from Jonathan Colton.
2: Code Monkey get up, get coffee. Code Monkey go to job. Code Monkey have boring meeting with boring manager Rob. Rob say Code Monkey very diligent, but his output stink. Is code not functional or elegant? What do code monkey think? Code monkey think maybe manager want to write goddamn login page himself. Code monkey not say it out loud. Code monkey not crazy, just proud. Code monkey likes likesritos. Code monkey likes Tab and Mountain Dew. Code monkey very simple math with big warm fuzzy secret heart. Cold Monkey like you Cold Monkey like you Cold Monkey hang around that front desk till your sweater look nice Cold Monkey offer by you soda Bring you cup, bring you ice The soda cause Soda make you fat. Anyway, you busy with the telephone, no time for chat. Code monkey have long walk back to cubicle. He sit down, pretend to work. Code monkey not thinking, so straight. Code monkey not feeling, so straight. Code monkey like Fritos. Code monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew. Code monkey very simple man. Big, warm, fuzzy, secret heart Code Monkey like you Code Monkey like you A lot Code Monkey have every reason To get out this place coffee, cake, take bath, take nap. This job fulfilling in creative way, such a load of crap. Code Monkey thinks someday he have everything, even a pretty girl like you. Code Monkey just waiting for now. Code Monkey says someday, somehow. Code Monkey likes Fritos. Code Monkey likes having Mountain Dew. Code Monkey, very simple math. Big, warm, fuzzy, secret heart. Code monkey like you. Cold monkey like you. The Tripod Network. What's on?